You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, again, you guys are listening to Grind Season. We thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. Uh, you can listen to us on the free Odyssey app, of course, or have you listen to podcasts. Uh, you know, make sure you guys check us out, subscribe, so you get those notifications whenever we drop a new podcast. Um, speaking of guys that are kind of bringing it, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron just came back into the fold, came back a little earlier than what some people uh, may have expected. And I'll say this right here. I was expecting to see Jaron look super rusty, especially after that first game. He was over seven from three. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a while before we get Jaron going, you know, whatever. That dude shook that rust, and he's gone off for four straight games going 20 points. He's never done that in his career. Right. I'm I'm going to stand out here and I'll say this. I think that a combination of, of several things has happened. I think that he's physically matured. His body is stronger than it's ever been. I think his core is better than it's ever been. I think he's mentally matured. And I think that he's kind of taken the criticism that he hears and he sees. And he's put those three together. And he, I'm going to say that Jaron Jackson Jr. has taken the leap that we thought he all, he's becoming the player that we all, you know, in picture, really envision him to be. And it's it's crazy, man. I mean, he's got much he's much better positioning. He's posting, he's flashing to the post. I've seen him set a couple picks. He's he's being much more uh assertive with the basketball when he's going to the rim. He's finishing well around the goal. I think that New York team kind of intimidated him a little bit. Then he started trusting his body again, and he was a much better player in the second half. I am super excited because I'm I'm not gonna act like Jaron Jackson Jr. is not one of my favorite players in the entire NBA. Like I love Jaw, Jaw. Everybody loves Jaw, but Jaron's my guy. Like everybody knows, that's that's my guy. Whatever, and I'm extremely happy to see this leap that it seems like he's taken so far in the season. Yeah, I, you you hit it for me is what he's doing inside the arc. You know, mm-hmm. it, and and he shook it off fast. We've never seen him offensively be this consistent for this many games in a row. So with the 20 plus points, and and what I see is a guy. The other night you saw it saying I mentioned it on on Twitter where he takes that three, but he follows the shot. Yeah. Goes back up and it's got a nice easy bucket yeah. at the rim, but he's sort of standing there. Back to your point about how damn big he is. Yeah, he's he got 11, 242, yeah. 245 pounds. Like he's, he's, a, with, he's a physical athletic force. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like saying that, you know, he had them Bambi legs when he was young. And we yeah, still look young. at him as young, but but now at 23 and with his what fifth NBA season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's he he realized. You know what? I'm I'm as I'm a, I'm I'm more grown man than half these guys are out here physically. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, just 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 the more he can operate offensively inside the arc, man, it's more easy opportunities for offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and everything else. It's the easy point saying that that when you're just hanging out, taking eight, you know, six seven shots from outside the three point line, you're not going to get those easy offensive rebounds and stickbacks. And I just think as he gets more comfortable physically and realizes, dude, I'm I'm bigger than Lorenzen Wright was out here. And mm-hmm. he was a physical force. Lorenzen was listed like 225. Yep. Lo- Jaron is easily walking around 240, like cut. And right. you know, probably six, eight, six, nine max. It, right, exactly. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not even talking, you know, I think as, as he learns that, yeah, the rebounding will get better. I'm talking about, man, take that ball to the rim with your skill and your length. 
mm-hmm. brother, you're going to finish at the rim, you know, seven out of 10 times probably. And, 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 and maybe even more consistently than that. So I'm excited saying about the way he's doing it. He's always going to take his threes, but the numbers inside the arc right now are, you know, over eight shots a game inside the arc. Give me more of that. Keep giving yeah, like Ezekiel Elliott when he gets rolling for the Cowboys and want, you know, like once more. Says, yeah. Man, I, I hope Jaron continues to eat inside the arc, man, because I yeah, think man. he just unlocks so much easy that he can get to for, you know, free, more free throws, more offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and putbacks. Man, you just get you get more out of him, man. So it's, it's I, exciting to see. It's been man. exciting to watch him. I'm with you. Yeah. I know he's your guy. I've been just yeah, excited watching your boy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh his jump shot is falling. You know what I mean? He st- started off over seven, and I was pissed off, man. I was like, man, I, I like we came in the podcast. I talked about this. I was like, I really hope they have a plan to get Jaron a more efficient game, a game that makes that makes the make the game easier for him. It can't just be. If Jaron's making threes, he had a good game. If he's not, he had a bad game. He's got to exactly. find a way to find other ways to score. I'm not saying put him in the post. He's not a traditional big man. He's not Zach Randolph. He's not Kenneth Lofton Jr. <laughs> so I'm not saying to do any of those things with him. But you have to find a way to get Jaron easier touches uh, and get him going. And they're doing it. He's doing it. I think, like you said, he's realizing, man, I'm a physical force. I yeah. am probably seven feet tall. I'm probably uh, uh, I'm probably listed as six foot eleven. For other reasons, you know what I mean. But I, I'm seven feet tall, and I'm able to get to. I'm able to kind of force my will on guys. Another thing he's benefiting from too, I think the fact that he is was that first team All Defensive Player, a guy who also got nominations to be Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. I think that that reputation is helping him with the whistle on both ends, because Jaren's still going to the basket looking out of control at times. But he's not getting those offensive foul calls that he was getting in the past. He's not getting those tic-tac fouls. I think some of that is discipline on it on his end. I also think he's getting a very kind whistle, which I think I think that whoever I need to thank, David Stern, Adam Silver, the Silver Surfer, whoever I need to thank, thank you, all of you, for Jaron getting a much kinder whistle this year. Well, and hopefully that's not gonna change, you know, as the as the as the Grizzlies grow. From a relevant standpoint in the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Ja getting calls, going to the hole, Jaron not getting as one of the best defenders in the league. Maybe Dylan Brooks at some point gets a, a whistle here and a tight mm-hmm. playoff game or whatever else because of his reputation. It certainly didn't help him last night against the damn uh, <laughs> Knicks. But to your point, if Jaron and Ja can start getting them, you know, star call, star whistles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and why not, man? The Grizzlies certainly yeah. look like, you know, one of the teams of the future, certainly. Mm-hmm. And if Jaron has made that leap that we both think that he's that he's done and we think that it can be consistent, man, it's you're talking about the difference between a fun team to watch that can, you know, get into the playoffs, be one of the better teams in the West or whatever you're doing, to a true NBA championship contender. Well, that's what I'm talking about saying. With with yeah. once you have all those guys together, maybe you're even in a Western Conference Finals finding out about, hell, maybe you advanced through it. Hell, Boston right. did and then showed you they weren't they weren't ready when they got to the mm-hmm. finals. Hey, we got to get another piece. Let's go get a ball handler. But but that's that's the part about it. You could do two the, the two things together. You know, find out at the same time, compete for a title, hopefully, something yeah. special while yeah. finding out. Maybe maybe this is it. Maybe it's like Golden State back in the, and you've got the right guys yeah. right here. Of those so three do, guys, and, and Jaren, if this is what Jaron is, man, 
we're like like who's better than us in in the West? Like I know we all have this. Good. And back to your point about Boston, Boston kept Marcus Smart mm-hmm. because even with Malcolm Brock, but because but but for a number of reasons, but knew too that look if we got him and Robert Williams inside outside yeah. defensively, man, it's if we're healthy, we we got a base right there with those guys to be elite this season. Mm-hmm. And back to the point on Dylan, like you know maybe maybe a special run too helps him realize you know. Yeah, I know, you know, maybe I can get more elsewhere, but it can be special here. Here's what they got for me. Right. If he realizes that because it's a special run, maybe that, you know, it helps you keep the, the core together. But that's why, you know, if you're so eager to get them all on the floor together because it feels like you got a chance to, number one, to your point, be special all at, and at the same time learn what you need to be that, yeah, man. that champion, not just yeah. a contender, but the champion itself. And Jaron said that he um, he's got a lot from – from watching Steve, how he uses his body to get position and to rebound defensively, even um, posting up position, those type of things. I think that's for real. I think Jaron, that's, that's the mental maturity of it all, man. Yeah. Cause you remember when Jaron first got here, he was the silliest dude in the world. You ask Jaron a question. He like started talking about Pokemon and some crap. That's like, what I'm talking about. So he was 19, what yeah, he, what, and 18, he's, 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. And he was and he was immature for 19 too. He was like he, it was just, you know, because we've seen a lot of 19-year-olds come through here, but Jaron was a different breed. But he's he's maturing, man. He's becoming the older, wiser man and in front of our eyes. And I think all those things, instead of being on the sideline, being a goof, you you could be on the sideline and you're watching and you're learning the game and you and you're studying film and you're applying it. It's exciting to see, man. And like you said, these are very young guys on this team. And to see um guys like Jaron. See that 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 switch, you know, click on like that. It's yeah, it, it's, it's 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 a phenomenal thing to watch. Like I said, if if this if if this Jaron thing is real, if this who Jaron really is, man, there's there's no stopping this team. Well, it's like it's like that that twenty. I think it was twenty five and twelve saying against OKC. I think it was it. That was his second game back. Mm-hmm. You know, at, and in sixteen shots that night, uh, only six of them were from three. The other ten were inside the arc. You know, you get you get them kind of games from Jaron, them twenty five and twelve. Mm-hmm. Team gonna go. This team's gonna go a long way, even even right. with Stephen Adams breaking free right. throws. <laughs> and, and if you think about the mismatch things with Jaron, there aren't many true like tall power forwards in the NBA like left. Most most power forwards are a three. What used to be a small forward two or three years ago, they're power forwards now. Jaron could be a problem. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. real. And and and. Here doing this stretch, like I said, it, it was cool against Oklahoma City to see him go off because like, okay, yeah, they, they got a small front line, but that that Knicks front t- front line with Mitchell Robinson, uh, uh, the white black dude, and uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle. No, the, the white black dude. What's his name? My boy. Harden, Harden, you, you're he talking about Harden's time. Right? You know Harden's time, like, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but um, yeah, like those dudes and Jaron was still coming in doing his thing, like. Shout out to 13, man. Shout I mean, I, I, real quick, shout out to Santi Aldama, too, who didn't let Julius Randle uh, punk him late. Oh, I was in his Julius, Julius was trying to punk him and everything. Yeah. He, he ended up drawing a foul on him and everything else, man. Just when you when you got I, – I believe, to your point about Steven Adams and a trickle-down effect and making these dudes, you yeah, know, whether it's Aaron or whatever. He's tougher, man. Yeah, he's – Man, the, the, big Knicks, the Knicks bigs were trying to push our guys around and mm-hmm. and, and shout out to, to, to the guy. Even Santi wasn't even letting a second-year guy like Santi wasn't letting Julius right. punk him, man. Actually and used he, that – some of that energy against him, ended up drawing a foul against Julius Randle, man. If, so, and if you notice, man – I like the, mind, the way the Grizzlies are handling the mind games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you notice, bro, 
Like last year, Stephen Adams did his thing, but you didn't have a lot of like classic Stephen Adams moments. You had the thing where he's like drugged the kid across the court. Up the bull, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. Of stuff. I mean, like you know, like really getting getting under people's skin and those type of things. He's taking a real leadership role. Like his his personality and his DNA. You're seeing it across with the other guys, and that's from bigs on down to the guards. He's really taking the leadership role this year, and I heard that there was something that he was going to take an initiative in. And I think we're seeing it, man. He's been a lot more verbal. He's been a much better defender. At least it seems like the eye test. He's been a better defender, and like I said, he's adding that toughness to our guys. And I well, think I, I need his big ass to take some initiative, saying and he's get in there, and free, throws. Extra free throws, spend uh, <laughs> some extra time in the in the workouts on them free. Mm-hmm. Man, we saw Kai Jones coming out of the Hornets game. We were in in uh, and he's in the workout facility. You can see it outside the spectrum, mm-hmm. but you could see him putting up free throws in the workouts after the game. I need I need Stephen Adams to apply yeah, some yeah. of that uh that extra time on free throws, man. We'll get Lemo boy. Uh, what's the what's the greatest shooting coach? Uh, Ahern, Lemo boy. Uh, Ahern. Uh-huh. Somebody got to work with him, man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's he's adding that toughness, though, man, for sure. He he's oh, he's valuable. He, he got no he got that contract though. Like sometimes it hit different, man. When you know you're gonna be at a place for a couple of years, then you start looking at these guys like your little brothers and your teammates, as opposed to just your 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 coworkers. You know, your first season when you first get here. But these are like guys. He knows he's gonna be here for a while, so that could be part of it too. Well, it's, a, it's a nightmare up there right now. That free yeah. throw line, Steve. Yeah, yeah he, it's it's looking disgusting from the free throw line for sure.